Hey, what's up? It's Jax from Plastic Action, and you're listening to the world-famous Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. Luis Chavez is a toy photographer from Hayward, California. His professional work is automotive detailing. He loves 90s action movies, ones with Schwarzenegger or Stallone. He also loves Robocop, The Lord of the Rings, and The Empire Strikes Back. His favorite foods are Hispanic and Italian, although he also says that you can't always go wrong with a fat, beefy burger. His hobbies are toy photography, sketching, crafting with his daughter, and playing sports, which is soccer. His favorite book, Darth Plagueis. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Toy Photo Cast with Scruffy Looking Photos, hosted by, inspired by Andre. I hope you enjoy it and have a great day. Peace. Hey, what's up? This is Dwayne Shoots Toys, and you're listening to Toy Photocast. We are storytellers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Toy Photo Cast with the one, the only, Scruffy Looking Photos. What's up, Luis? What up, what up, what up? Dude, I, man, I'm, I'm happy to finally have you on, man. I've been looking forward to this. Likewise, bro, likewise. It's been a, it's been a hell of a, a couple of months. Um, I've been on the back burner for a bit, but here I am, ready to, ready to serve you with some patties. What's going on with you? <laughs> That's that good fire. That's that good fuel, right? Getting you motivated and just creatively driven, right? Of course, you know, all the time. You gotta be, you gotta stay positive, man. Even through, through death, uh, through sadness that happens in life, you know, you you have to find a way to to recover and and life moves on, you know. But Amen, uh, it is what it is, brother. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, tell us about your name. How'd you come up with scruffy looking photos? All right, <laughs> so it comes from uh, from my favorite movie, Empire Strikes Back. I fucking love Star Wars. It's a, it's a it's a it's nice. almost a freaking religion to me. If it wasn't because I'm a, I'm a Catholic, but <laughs> I don't, I'm looking <laughs> at my wife and my mom, <laughs> making sure they're not gonna listen to this. But um, but yeah, you know, obviously the whole thing with Han Solo, scruffy looking nerve herder and all that. So I don't know. Uh, I think when you met me, I don't know. Did, I think my 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 Instagram account was um. Star Wars toy picks. I think that's what it was before. Oh, and I, I don't know. Scruffy looking photos. <laughs> you met me up. Okay, yeah. So at that point, I was just uh, I was collecting and taking photos with just Star Wars Black Series figures, and okay. then uh, slowly but surely started branching out to Marvel, Marvel Legends. And I was like, well, this is not gonna work if I'm Star Wars toy picks and I'm taking photos of Deadpool over here. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know. So <laughs> I had to cho- I had to I had to change it. So I I changed it. Came up to came up with scruffy looking photos. So I was like, ah, oh, that that kind of that kind of clicks. I, at first I didn't really like it. I just thought it was like kind of like it was kind of goofy. But then ah, eh, whatever. I, everyone started calling me Scruffy, so I kind of like eh, whatever. That kind of that kind of sounds about right. About right. So <laughs> no, I changed what. Yeah, what changed what works, right? No, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, you you want to keep something consistent, still convey, you know, the point across to the the anyone that's as a viewer or an artist that's looking at your account. 
and I get it. That's like, you know, that's your thing. You kind of setting that name in the community. So that perfectly makes sense. But yeah, so like you, you a big Empire Strikes Back guy? Yeah, man. I dude, that was my first Star Wars movie that I ever saw. It was uh, it was in Mexico. Um, back in, I mean, like I said, I I knew what Star Wars was, but I'd never seen the movies. Like when growing up, like you know, I'm I'm from a, you know, sort of a lower middle class family, um, of you know, Mexican Mexican American family and. My parents were always like busy. My dad was always working. My mom, you know, just did what she could to take care of us and stuff. They gave us toys, right. but it wasn't like, you know, they never took us to the movies or got us the movies that we wanted. Dude, my dad would always put us to watch uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so I was like, like we couldn't ask, hey, let's change it up. Let's bring Star Wars. My dad's not a fan of Star Wars, so he was just bringing all these other movies, you know. So, um, but yeah, uh, watching Star Wars for the first time, it was just incredible like i still remember staying at at uh, at home uh in a rainy a rainy day in mexico and um there wasn't much to do so i started watching tv and um the first scene that i saw was with when luke was uh in the, in the wampa cave and he was upside down and like the monster was coming so it's it like immediately sucks you in you're like oh damn this big gorilla monster thing you know when you're little you're like what is this thing you know you think it's like a big gorilla um, but then you, you see the lightsaber, you see all that. And then you, it's just, I don't know, for something, it just, it just sucked me in and just to see the whole movie through and through, like it, it was, it was crazy. And seeing Han Solo being frozen and carbonite was, uh, was something too that I'm like, what's happening? Like, who is this guy in black? Like, who, you know, like Boba, <laughs> like it was, it was just, it, it's like, um, how do you say it's like, when you when you eat ice cream for the first time, you just remember you're just like, man, this stinks really good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's, that, there's, that's, a, there's something about that that whole scene. It it resonates. It's it's great, especially from a kid. I remember that, you know. And and I have to share, like, I agree. That's my that's my all time favorite Star Wars movie. Like nothing can take that from me. And that's one of the strongest things that. I connected with the kid as well when it came to Star Wars. Like I always remember, like it's always so uh, impactful the scene when they pull out the lightsaber and they cut into the Tauntaun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you see the guts pull out and like, the, like, oh, I'm gonna prepare for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and smell what's going on in that scene and like. That always like sat with me, but you know every the whole scene with with Luke in the in, in the cave and the ice everywhere, like you can feel how frigid it is and how cold it must be, and then you see the wampa come up, like dude, it's it's one of those things that you know it felt it felt very 80s. I can get it because all practical and hairy monster, but what was really cool is that like it was different. Like you wasn't watching Harry and Hendersons, you was watching like something different yeah. here, you know. And that's one thing I, I share too. Like that's a big memorable scene out of that whole movie. But like that movie, you could probably go a whole hour talking about it at least. It's such a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know what I feel like like helps Star Wars so much is John Williams' score. I fucking love the fucking score, bro. Like, sorry, oh, I'm pissing, but um, uh, but I I I. I'm a sucker for soundtracks. Um, I I love hearing like Star Wars scores, and 
I don't know, man. That guy is just incredible. He even made the sequels look good. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how good he is. Like, I mean, I'm not a fan of the sequels. If, if people are, that's fine. But I would listen to the soundtrack of the sequels just because some of those songs are actually nice. That's probably the only good thing I like about the sequels. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I – yeah, like, this, the, the mood, the tempo, the atmosphere with music, it just – it's well it's well done it's memorable that's what it is you know well i'll say this i mean a lot of people don't realize how many movies john williams was involved in if you just i mean go and google them but like you'll then yeah. sit back and go oh that makes sense why that i remember that movie or why i love that movie it wasn't just about the visual direction and or the cinematography it was the musical score and I mean, come on, man. You know, you probably name it and the dude was involved or did the, the music in there. And I know he's also good friends with uh um oh man, I'm now nah, I'm just drawing a blank. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Well, they're supposedly <laughs> the best friends night, yep. good friends. And so I thought that was brilliant because I'm a huge Hans Zimmer fan. Like if you ever watched the movie yeah. Interstellar, the Christopher Nolan movie Interstellar. If yeah, I did. Seen, I did. Yeah, dude, it's all Hans Zimmer. All the whole Nolan Batman trilogy, Hans Zimmer. Yes. So the guy. Is, I love his. I love the tension in his music. The tension, bro. Like you know, all this. Yeah, he's perfect for those types of movies, man. So he's another one. If you ever look into Hans Zimmer uh, musical scores, you'll also be pleasantly surprised on what he was involved in. But yeah, music plays a big part, and you know that kind of brings me up to the next thing. I want to ask you, what got you into toy photography? Was it I mean, was it the was you inspired by music to translate it into the imagery? Was it movies? Was it an artist or a movie director? Or was there something event a big event in your life? But what what was it that got you into toy photography? All right. Um, so that's that's an interesting question because uh I've thought about it myself and it's it's not really that. It's more uh well, it, there's a lot of things that, that go into play. Music influenced my photography now, like um, well, before we get to that, let me uh, just answer the question before I answer your question with another answer. Sure, sure. So, um, um, so it, it, um, I started uh, collecting Lego sets uh, back when I was like in high school, and then I just kind of kept them and stuff, Star Wars stuff. So, I, you know, I didn't really do much with it. I was still a Star Wars fan. So, and I mean, I don't know how it was with you, man, but like, it's not that I was ashamed of it or whatever. I just like things like that. I would always keep to myself because I didn't want my, what my schoolmates would think of me, you know, like it's always that thing back in your mind when you're young, you know what I mean? And and like, you're just, Sigma. yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're going to school and you don't want people to find out that you're collecting Legos. Like it's, you know, people make fun of you and shit, you know? So, um, I kept all that to myself. So I didn't really want to stand out and make any, you know, anything like that. I didn't really think about toy photography at that point. And then uh, I started uh, watching watching a YouTuber called Solid Brick Studios. I don't know if you heard of him, um, David Hall. He's a he's a big YouTuber in in, in Lego and stuff. So he uh, would make, yeah he would make these um, he dude you gotta look him up man. He makes these amazing mocks of Lego with, and like he creates like the battlefield of like uh of like Star Wars event or something. So for instance, the one that I saw was um. Uh, uh, he create he recreated the Kashyyyk battle from Revenge of the Sith with like Kashyyyk troopers and the battle droids and like dude it, it was bananas it was crazy like I was like man this guy like that's when I really got sucked in and then he started like showing me the photos that he was taking I was like hey man I could do this too with my with my Lego sets 
So well, you did some pretty cool stuff in your gallery. Like I remember seeing those. I was like, I saw, and, and it seems like you just, I mean, I don't want to say overnight, but like there was a transition period. You went from taking photos of your Star Wars Legos and setups in the collection and you just like jumped in, slowly jumped into action figures. But I noticed the transition began with Star Wars Black Series figures. Yeah. So what what do I don't know something you might understand about Legos is that Lego sets are expensive. They're very expensive. Like there's <laughs> oh, yeah. they're, they're the ones that are like twenty dollars. That's fine. But then the the really nice ones that you want that everyone wants are like a hundred dollars, like eighty. Like I got lucky. With some of the good sets that I had, because I found a friend on Craigslist that was selling them to me for half off. So some of the oh, stuff wow. that I have, like, yeah, I really got a really good deal on them. So, um, and, and essentially that's why I stopped collecting Lego, and that's why I stopped taking photos. Obviously, I still have some sets that I'm actually thinking of, of, of you know, kind of, kind of like bringing it back a little bit, you know. So like the, I have the gunship. So the gunship's pretty cool, you know, from the Attack of the Clones. So fill it yeah. up with stormtroopers. I mean, the clone troopers, it would look really nice, you know, take some photos with some nice lighting. Um, I, but yeah, like going, go, you know, I, I just started branching out to Black Series. Now, dude, for the life of me, ever since we we, we started talking about, you know, making this make, making this thing happen, the podcast, I've been trying to remember who the heck, who was the person that I saw that took this photo of a stormtrooper. He weathered up the stormtrooper and I saw the picture. It was a black and white picture of a stormtrooper. It was a, I think it was a photographer from Texas, a really big one. I don't know how the heck he popped into my feed, but he did. And ever since then, I was like, man, I gotta get into this. This is really cool. So I started buying. Um, I bought, I bought my first Black Series was a, a, a loose Stormtrooper from Comics and Figure Addicts, and then I bought my official carded figure was Jango Fett. That was my first official Black Series, and then it all came from this. So. Um, that's kind of my, my, my initial assumption that it sucks that I can't give this dude credit cause he deserves it. His photo was really cool. And he's the one that actually got me into the, the whole, you know, the whole toy photography thing on, on my end. Um, it's been a minute, man. It's been about three years, I think three or three years, something like that. The, the weathered stormtrooper that you're speaking about, it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was a, the black series, but the 3.75 scale, right? Or at least it appears no, like. I'm pretty sure it was a six-inch figure. It was a, it was probably the Sand Trooper, one of those. But it was, a, it was kind, of, it's kind of hard to tell because it was black and white, you know, like. Was it, was it a underscore aesthetic one? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was. Uh, well, if anybody doesn't know who that is, uh, his name is John. But his account is a underscore aesthetic one. This guy takes amazing photos. He actually also uh, runs a podcast, too. And um, he has uh, amazing work, uh, does great stuff with pretty much anything remotely close to Batman or Batman. But he did do a photo recently of a stormtrooper, and it, it looks black and white at least the tone it looks very monochromatic and it's very close up and he looks so weathered down so i mean this is the only one i know of, of recent that that popped up this was uh february 2nd when this was posted so no, you're, you're talking about, yeah you're talking about john no yeah I, I i follow john john aesthetic yeah, yeah, yeah I, I follow him i thought you were talking about somebody else but uh yeah no no 
Oh, so sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to make sure that oh, no, okay, if he's going to okay. like, hey, yeah, 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 go ahead. That was the one that stood out with me that I saw show up in my feed. I was like, that was kind of amazing. But yeah, you know, you going back into your Lego collection and bringing them back and using what you do now, especially your cyberpunk slash 80s neon style lighting with that, I think will look amazing, especially if you throw some atmosphere in there. It will look, it will look gorgeous, but... Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think anyone would be against seeing Lego photos. I mean, we all like Legos. At one point, right? <laughs> At one point, <laughs> we all like Legos. <laughs> it, well, it, I mean, well, right now, having having the two kids, too. So, I mean, now they got their big brick Lego things. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I can't wait for my three-year-old to start playing with, uh, with the little sets that I have. So, um, right. it is what it is. Yeah. But that's cool. So, you, you got to a hobby. You was collecting Legos. I mean, that's – I think we all kind of – found something that was kind of our gateway into collecting like for me um having a son it just snapped in my head going back and i'm like you know what be great when he's older we can play together and and you know have fun playing with these action figures that i remember i grew up with or i wanted and you know that started me looking into old uh spawn figures and um Transformers, Godzilla, Naneka stuff, uh, Pacific Rim, and actually got my son into those things. But that was kind of like the 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 doorway that just busted off the hinges was that. And the Star Wars for me, what got me into the Black Series, no lie, was I didn't know about the Black Series at all. And I was at a friend's house, and his son, you know, knew that I was like really into starting to collect toys and stuff and the son was like have you gone to walgreens i was like nah i mean other than for medicine what for and he was like well <laughs> they're in, in their toy aisle which again i didn't know walgreens was you know lit in that regard but at the time you know he was like yeah if you go to the toy aisle they have this all white bubba fett i was like really that's the a prototype yeah yeah i had no idea i was like really he's like yeah if you're looking for darth vader they got darth vader there too i was like hmm i'll probably check it out and right when we left that house i was like hey babe let's start out this walgreens i'm I'm curious because i was already collecting figures you know i was going down the list of things from my childhood i was like okay and my son's gonna play with this and that and this and we're gonna have fun right so i had it in my mind i'm gonna go in there and check out this boba fett went into that toy aisle sure enough i was like Star Wars the Black Series. What is this? This is amazing. These things look straight out the movie. And I oh. was like, uh, I look and I remember at the time, I was like, Vader looks cool, but this white bubble fed is this is this is money right here. Like I I'm all yeah. for it. Do it. So I grabbed it. And I remember like a couple weeks later, I instantly regretted not getting uh the the uh the, the Darth Vader that was there. And um, that wave sold out fast, and you couldn't find them anywhere. So I couldn't find Vader, couldn't find another Bubba Fett for my brother because he's a huge Bubba Fett fan. And so I was like, I, I guess it is what it is. And that's what got me into going to Juan's at CFA and then hunting at Targets and Walgreens and all of a sudden bringing me to Amazon trying to find these Black Series. And forget it, dude. The rest was history, and I just started getting Star Wars figures like crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, you know. It- it's like rain. It's like it just never stops. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think one thing we, we, we could talk about, too, is like in a lot of, of the uh, episodes is I believe a lot of people kind of either went 
head on into it or started with the Star Wars Black Series when they were taking these shots. And it was it's kind of hard not to. They look very cinematically accurate. But there's a movie realism that you see in these figures at a budget price that is really hard to pass up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When Especially when you get them at retail price, you know, the aftermarket – you know, you think twice before you get yourself a figure like, you know, uh, I bet that white prototype Boba Fett is worth, you know, it's worth this pretty penny now, probably around 50 bucks, I assume. Um, but that's just the end game. But but yeah, man, it's it's, uh, it's an incredible journey. It's you just keep just keep getting all these. It's, you know, keep getting these figures and then you don't really realize when you miss them. Like when you miss Darth Vader, you're like, God damn, I should have I got that, you know. Yeah, that's that's um, we've all had that moment. We're passing the story. Yeah. Eh, I'll get it next time, and then you never see it again. <laughs> like that yeah. happened to me with uh, uh, Darth Maul before they re-released them from the archive series. I mean, before that came out, I man, I remember going to Juan's at CFA and seeing Bubba Fett, you know, uh, and I was like, twenty-five bucks, eh, you know, I'll come back. And never came, never, it was gone. He was sold out, never got him back. And they had, you know, never had an announcement of re-releasing that line. I literally had to wait four years later to get the Darth Maul and Boba Fett. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, man, I learned my lesson with some of this stuff. Like, if I see it, probably worth getting it there. I'm in a different state of mind now with collecting, but that was something I learned. If it's something that you really like and it's and and the price is is significantly low i mean what's it gonna hurt you just sell it later if you don't want it you know and star wars seems to hold the value pretty well yeah but man, I, want, I wanted to ask you so you said it wasn't really something that got you into it it was more like you started with your collection with legos and just taking pictures because of you know what you also noticed with that artist on youtube and what he was doing so then I was going to ask you then, was was there someone or something in your life that inspired you? So other than the artists that you find, well, I mean, was there maybe, you know, a movie director or was there another artist in the community? Or was it just something, an event that occurred that you said, this is something I really like to do? Like, what was it like? Well, I, I saw a lot of inspiration from the toy community. You know, it, it it it's really absorbing on that in that matter. And and when you want to get inspired to shoot, then you start reaching out to people, you start making friends. Um, but movie wise, um, I think that you know when I go with with my movie stuff, I you know I I'm very like I said, I'm very sucker for the 80s and 90s. Right. And uh, you know, like just watching those retro movies, like to to me, one of my favorite movies to watch is Terminator. The first one. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just the lighting, the atmosphere, just very it's like it's even on the brightest days, like, you know, the, when the Terminator kills the first Sarah Connor, like you can still tell like the like the sky's not as blue, not as blue as you might think. It's kind of like grayish, kind of like kind of like symbolizing what's to come. I don't know. Something yeah. about the movie, the, the colors, just the atmosphere. It's really it's really inviting. And I try to recreate a lot, a lot of that in my photos. Obviously, I go a lot for the cyberpunk uh, technoir kind of, you know, style of shooting. Right. A lot of I use a lot of purples, a lot of reds and greens. It's like if I'm the Joker or something. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But but yeah, it's it's just the, it's all in the lighting. Um, but yeah, like just going for directiveness, I guess, just the 80s movies that I'm really like uh, sucked on. You know, RoboCop is a really good one too. Um, 
Yeah, I think definitely. that's yeah, I think that's pretty much it for for inspiration on that end. Well, and that's a great place to pull inspiration from. I mean, that's I can totally connect with you on that. That's part of the big things with me was you know my collecting. A lot of it came from that. I mean, I grew up watching Terminator, Terminator, Alien, Predator. I almost combined Terminator and Predator there for a second, but yeah, I watched. I, I, for, I, watched I forgot to mention Aliens too. Aliens and Predator. Aliens. For when I take my shots for Aliens, that's where I I like go back on YouTube just to check the eerie, dark, luminous, and I'm like, man, this shot's too dark, but I think it's perfect for Aliens, you know. But sorry, man, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted oh, to bring that in. No, go for it. I mean. What what about aliens for you connected with you in a big way and that kind of translates into your style? I mean, touch on that. Let's 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 open up on that because I mean, if anyone goes to the gallery, I mean, they got to go back and see what you did last year for Alien Day and even after that. I mean, you work wonders with Xenomorphs, yo. Like I, that was definitely one of the things other than your movie realization figure photos you've done, but. What you did with the Xenomorphs, man, really told me, play with purple and blue lighting. <laughs> the way you did it yeah. just sold me on it. So what what sold you on it about Aliens and made you kind of just take the ball and run with it? Okay, so for starters, Aliens and, and Aliens, those movies are – you could say anything about Aliens 3 or <laughs> Resurrection or whatever, but Aliens 1 and 2 – have been my favorite horror movies like Word. you could say freddy or freddy krueger jason and all that yeah that's that's very because i feel like i'm more into sci-fi to, so to me like going into space and just beating the first encounter of aliens is something that 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 you don't want to encounter because it's something horrible that can kill you and can eradicate your your, your entire race it, yeah. it's very daunting it's scary man like and then you, yeah. you meet yeah it's like the whole thing in space no one can hear you scream you know <laughs> So the, the, yeah. the, just just how scary it would be to like lose like being inside a ship, a very small ship, and like being hunted by something you don't even know what what uh, what it is or you know what I mean how to kill it like it it's it's a scary thought. So um, when I saw those movies back in the '90s with my dad and stuff, which I don't know why the hell my dad would probably put these movies on, but um, it it really just resonated with me and stuck with me. So I, I feel like there's a lot of that into my toy photography. I first off, before I start this conversation with this, I want to give a huge huge shout out to Scott Blind. Um, he probably will be listening to this or not, but he was the one that started uh, the whole Dark October thing. Um, and prior to that, two years ago, my photos were eh, all right. You know what I mean? Like they they needed work, they needed something. And Scott Blind kept telling me, hey, we need to try. We why don't we try something for for October and maybe that can help you we can try dark october i don't i noticed that your photos are too light they have you know you could use a little lighting and you could use darker tempos and i'm like all right cool let's try that so that's the reason why i have my arnold schwarzenegger terminator technor shot as my instagram account uh, the picture because that photo is the first photo that i took that i posted that changed everything for me it it really just took me it just like it basically elevated me to a whole different level it's like i turned super saiyan for the first time it felt good <laughs> you know so so it, that, that, love you for that, that reference too by the way dakota's right. gonna love you <laughs> really <laughs> yeah love so you. that's um, anything anything dragon ball that's he eats that up man 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, dude, I don't. I I feel so bad because I have a few SH figure art, Dragon Ball figures, but I, I never shoot them, dude. I have a G and Goku. I'm so yeah, maybe the Kodo. Like, oh, never mind. All that hype. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, dude. It, it, you know that that month changed everything for me, and that's what that's what helped me to you know be more comfortable with dark lighting you know just kind of like just go for it you know what i mean do, do the dark eerie stuff and it worked so well and I, I thank him every day you know i haven't spoken to scott in a minute i hope he's doing all right but i thanked him i thanked him for it you know because of because of him the inspiration that he gave me to to do this is what got me into the place that i'm at now you know and and yeah recreating the 80s type of style for photo um it, it's an it's a it's very easy. It's very, it's just quick, easy setup. And I mean, you can't go wrong with it, you know, because it is, uh, you know, the figures just lend themselves. All you do is playing and, and just manipulating the lighting. I mean, in my case, anyways, you know, sometimes, you know, some, some other artists like to do like, you know, action poses and things like that. I, I'm a fan of it, but I'm not really that much of a fan because i feel like i get really frustrated really quickly when it comes to, to trying to pose my figures and wires and things and if it doesn't work out like it is you know try trying to get that that um perfect photo it just it's just really hard um but yeah man um that's that's uh that's the plug on that man but yeah it, it aliens the lighting the, the horror every time i'm taking these photos i'm like remembering the movies and going back on youtube and just checking out the scenes or something um yeah, that's, that's pretty that's, much the whole alien thing. That's one of the great things about this hobby and a lot of the artists is the the deep connections, deep root connections they have with it. We're not simply just going and I mean, the action of can be simply buying a toy and bringing it home. But I, I like to believe and at least this is the case for me. And it sounds like for you as well. And I know Scott would agree with this. And real quick, shout out to Scott Blind. I mean. The guy is such an essential member to this community, and he's a beautiful person. I love that dude like a brother, and he's done so much for me as well. Like, not just what you've done. I mean, Luis, you have again, you you set the bar in a way when it came to the the tech, 80s tech noir, cyberpunk, neon colored lighting that I had to step it up. And Scott did the same for me with his strong depth of feel and water drops in his shots. But then it turned out to be, he just, he's an incredible human being. And so shout out to Scott Blind for who he is. And, and we love that man. And, and anything he does to contribute to this community, I mean, we, we're all grateful for it. But I will say this, and he'll agree with it. A lot of us get these figures because of that strong connection from our childhood. And that was, that's, you know, especially once we got the ball rolling in our accounts, right? All the different types of photos were taken. We're definitely going with that thing that that speaks to us the deepest. Right. And you can tell like like you you're great with your collection and the things you shoot without a doubt. But Luis, I noticed, man, when you shoot aliens there, you can tell you are in the zone like you love that shot. You love that figure because there's something about those, especially Terminator. And you can see it like the one you did in February 4th, you posted and it's it's that hard contrast lighting of the warm and cool on his body and he's next to the motorcycle with the fence in the background that shot right there is exactly a representation of just like the aliens you do that you can tell that you enjoyed that shot and it's strong and you can feel it just by looking at it it's crisp 
The composition and lighting are gorgeous and it's telling a story, at least the scene in the shot, like something's about to go down or something's going to happen or you can you can sense it, whether it's tension or movement or if it's just a drama altogether because you got the tone and the atmosphere. But you can see all those things and identify them without even using big words You're like, man, that's just an amazing shot. So you can tell that you have that strong connection. And and again, I, I love your work in the gallery. You can scroll for days and you got this amazing variety of stuff, you know, but I can see when you shoot Terminator and Aliens, I can see how it resonates with you. It's you can you can sense the connection. Yeah, yeah. I, deep connection. Deep. It's, it's so deep, bro, that. When when I was uh when I was little, uh, I remember this the scene in. And Alien, watching Alien was horrifying as it was. It was just one Alien. But when when I saw Aliens, I dude, I can't remember. I was probably like eight, dude. I was probably eight years old when I watched this movie for the first time. It gave me nightmares, man. It gave me nightmares. The the, the aliens, like just a swarm of them. You know, you're you're going for the you're rooting for the Marines to win, and you see all these Marines dying. And the, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, you know, like scared, like. Hey, you know, there's freaking aliens in my my closet, and there was under my bed. There's nothing, and it's and now it's like it's something that I actually enjoy watching. It, you know, it's just a phase. You know, like when you, when you think that you're scared of something or whatever, and then it just goes away. But but uh, you know, growing up now, it's so deep and rooted. Like it's you have to be a hardcore fan to really buy these figures and going to town with them, just shooting them the appropriate way you know and and you do that too you you do that too you you have all these you know you have all these incredible shots that you've taken and i've i've uh i really love your lighting man i really do and i and i and i try to resonate that and it's funny you bring that terminator shot because it is a lot of inspiration that comes from your shot if you can tell from that shot the lighting's coming from the back of the fence there's a fence behind the motorcycle and the terminator right and, right. and the, the lighting, I don't know, I don't know how you do it, but I always try to like, I'm like, how the heck did Nick do this? Like, you know, <laughs> like I always notice that your lighting comes from like behind him and it just kind of gives her that glow. I, I also try that with uh with the recent post that I've taken uh for uh the Predator shot from this past Wednesday and also the Ermac shot. You can tell like the lighting, it's like hitting their back, but it also makes yeah. them glow somehow i don't know it's it's freaking weird you use atmosphere aerosol by any chance <laughs> a little bit about that i don't want to go too much too off detail and take away from you real quick I, I i did want to talk about that what you achieve there and what helps it pop is that contrast lighting behind it so you've got the dark you know that dark cool tone but then you have a light cool tone behind it so it still creates some of a, a contrast that helps the figure pop what's in the foreground which then in turn creates depth and three dimensions so that's what helps you do that in that shot you you nailed that man that's amazing how you did that and that's all light play you know i i i am horrible at behind the scenes bts's if anyone doesn't know that by now I really tried hard and I tried to make the time. I tried to make it a point that BTS is for, come first. It just, you know, my life, my schedule's been so busy, always has been. If anyone's been following my story, go back and, and just look at my stuff and read my posts. But, you know, I struggled with anxiety and depression and I just kind of ran with the hobby and I kind of fell deep into the hobby and just grew in it and just started just anything I can pull from what I found inspiration as well and just kind of ran with it and the lighting like was just me playing around you know I didn't 
have something to look at for reference that that, that was from the community. Maybe I should have. <laughs> Probably would have made my life a little bit easier, but uh, a lot of my stuff actually came from movies. That's where a lot of my reference uh, stuff came from. Um, mm-hmm. uh, when I was when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of uh, the making ofs and, and and watch the studio and what they do with lighting. And and my foundation is is being an artist. I used to draw, sketch, paint, and and all that stuff when I was a kid through my my teens and in college. So I took my foundation of art and I let that translate into the toy photography. So that's a little bit of why I'm able to do. And I know it's hard to see in my shots where my lighting comes from, but if you look at any of on my account, my old BTSs that are there and, and anything you can find in the slides, you will see that's generally still what I use. I'm just evolving and finding different ways to play with the lighting. And there's just so many people in the community that also will help with that. And Scott Blind, once again, would just throw down some of the best behind the scenes possible and gives you a great idea where to put that lighting. Now, to answer your question about atmosphere, uh, I, in the beginning, wasn't using any devices to to create that i was just using if there was a device it was my phone so something a lot of people don't know is i use my phone like for all of it period everything i do and and i hope this doesn't kill be a killjoy for anybody but everything i do is with my phone um i take Mm -hmm. photo camera but entire post edit process is with my phone and so in the very beginning my atmosphere was created with digital painting I had to go in by hand and create the smoke. It was very challenging, but I did it. Figured out how to manipulate it because I used to play around doing digital paintings for a few years. So uh, digital painting and uh, and drawing and sketching helped me learn how to manipulate the brushes and stuff and to create atmosphere. So all my uh, original shots and anything with fog or, or smoke was all digitally painted by hand. I didn't have any stickers or... Uh, a layer that was pre-created somewhere on an app. I literally just by hand spent hours playing with it. So that was a beginning. And and for a little brief moment, I was using candle smoke. I would blow the smoke out, take a picture, that which that took a long time to figure out how to do. And uh, a few months ago, uh, I finally got a, a humidifier <laughs> to breathe easier in the dry state of Colorado. So uh, the humidifiers become my atmosphere that I've been using in a lot of shots in been challenging but very fun at the same time wow that's incredible dude i i yeah i use atmosphere air so uh scott blind sent me a uh a, a vape pen uh at one point he's he yeah he, he got me in, he, he got me into vape painting <laughs> no but uh I, I i went to the i went to the thing and uh, i asked for one without uh nicotine or all that i don't even know if they even gave me you know oh, yeah this one right here it could have had crystal meth for all i know <laughs> and uh i uh i kept using it it actually worked worked really well actually um the vape pen but then i got the atmosphere atmosphere aerosol that i won on that uh contest a while back and oh, yeah. uh, i i kept using those so well i mean i still have i still have like five cans i think i mean i take photography but i don't like you know what i mean like i try to sometimes i don't use it sometimes i do but you know i, I try to stretch it as much as i can no I, it I works told- yeah, it does great things. You know, everyone that does use it, it's my hat's off to them because it, it is challenging, especially where your light direction is coming from, but especially the camera angle and the composition you're aiming for. It's not like you're just spraying the smoke and taking the shot. And there's a lot of big artists in the community that have been doing this for a while. And you can see what they do in their behind the scene videos that, you know, if you're trying to achieve some some type of realism or cinematic accuracy or representation like you kind of have to know what you're doing or at least pay attention to it 
Then again, I'm sure a few cans through will kind of teach you how to spray it right into the shot you're trying to aim for, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a it, yeah you gotta it's a lot of hit and misses, man. But but um because well with me I don't use a tripod and I don't so with that sense I don't have the the little app on my phone or that little connector to press the button to take the photos when I'm spraying. You know like how it right. it would be really easy. I've seen how people do it so easy. Um, right. I'm more of a hands-on kind of person, so when I'm taking the shot, I want to make sure that this is the shot that I want to take, and this is exactly how I want it. So, in one hand, in my right hand, I have the camera, and in the left hand, I'm shaking the hand of the atmosphere aerosol, <laughs> just spraying it, and I'm like, <laughs> so <laughs> trying to trying to get the right photo, and then I step back, and then I'm like, okay, this one, this one's good, this one's good, okay, this one sucks, and I delete it, so you know, so that way I um I pick and choose, uh, I have more control over it anyways. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun way to, to do photography and always learning, always innovating. I love when I watch the behind the scenes and I try to do behind the scenes, bro, but I suck at it too, man. I suck. I mean, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not comfortable, I guess maybe cause that's just cause we're at the beginning, you know, maybe we keep trying, maybe we'll get better at it. Um, so but, I don't know. one yeah. thing I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I different. Everyone's got a, a style with their behind the scenes, and some people are creating their own niche and uh, and being very stylistic as far as how they're trying to uh, present their work, even with the behind the scenes. Like the behind the scenes have become its own art, you know. And it's pretty amazing people adding music, adding cut scenes, and and you know humor. It's really cool what they're doing. So it takes time for these behind the scenes, and people have different rhyme and reasons, their own methods, and how they're doing it, but. For me personally, it's just been very difficult because I don't have much time in a day because I knew what I was getting into. I'm a dad who has a crazy work schedule. Um, for me, God first and then my family and then my photography comes last. You know, I got to get my priorities in check. And by that time of the day, I got anywhere between five to ten minutes to nail a shot. And um, I'll get back to that later, but I, I've been struggling recently because I've been taking breaks away from the hobby, and that's just more of a personal growth thing and stuff that I've been doing. But yeah, the behind-the-scenes stuff, it's it is challenging, and you gotta kind of dedicate some time to that, and and you want to kind of be able to tell anyone anyone that's following or viewing like, hey, this is what I use, this is how I do it, and it's and it's not impossible. You can do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I and actually coming to think of it, when trying to help people out as much as I can with it is uh, stories. I, I use a lot of my my Instagram stories. So uh, when I let's say when I take a shot that I'm and I'm using a wire to hold a figure in a certain way, like in the air or whatever, then I I show them okay, so you know this is the photo, and then I, this is how it starts, the behind the scenes with the wire. I edit it. Oh, perfect. The um. The Ahsoka shots that I took, uh, I think it was last last month. Remember the ones uh, with uh, with all the troopers? Yeah. So those are edits, man. Like it, you know, it took me a minute, but I had I you know so that one I actually used the, my wife's tripod to take. I had to take the tripod. I had to use the tripod for this. So um, I only have two of those uh, uh, clone troopers. So I I did one file first, and then after I took the photo, I took them and I and I kind of just moved them. To kind of give it that gradual depth of like you know officers and clone troopers standing at attention, so I try to explain that to people. Hey, it's easy to do, guys. You just have to take time to do it. And so people are like, ah, I don't really really want to do all that. It's like, well, then go ahead and buy more more figures. And you're, you know, at the end of the day, we're collecting. You know, at least for me, I'd rather do it that way because. 
that way I'm not spending all this money on all these extra figures that at the end of the day, I might take two or three shots of them and then I'm not going to use anymore, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Here. Yeah, you know, so it's it, once you start collecting, for all the young guns listening to this, guys, the collection, it, it's a fun hobby, but it, it's going to get really overwhelming really quickly because you're going to start branching out from one line to the other to the other. Um, but anyways, that's, <laughs> that's what we put on that. I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Uh, but well, yeah, that's I try to help out with them on the stories. And that, funny enough, I do get people uh, to you know DM me, hey, what what app do you use? Like Pierre, Ultra Pop Pop. Yeah. I met him through that. He hit me up about a shot that I did last, uh, I think la- last year, sometime in September or something. Um, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's a really good dude, man. I'm having some really good conversations with him. Uh, he's really freaking cool, dude. He's a really cool dude. Um, and and it sucks really what's going on with them in Texas, man. Shit, prayers to the people in Texas, man. Huge shout outs, stay strong, people. Um, hope you guys are good, stay safe. Uh, anyways, um, but yeah. Uh, so he hit me up, and then that that's how I met him. That's how I met him through that. He just hit me up, like, hey man, can you help me? You show me how I did it, and then I kind of just went step by step, and I showed him how I hit the wire and all that, and we've had a really good relationship after that. So he's been hitting me up constantly. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, he's 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 amazing, and I know he's tagged me on a few things, and and uh, we I I discovered his account. He followed me and liked a bunch of my stuff, and I was like checking, and I was like, well, this guy's amazing. Like I I'll be the first one to admit that it's been really hard for me to keep up with how many people follow and tag me. Um, and it's, it, it's overwhelming, but, and I appreciate, you know, the gestures. It's just been really tough because I'm trying to keep up and, you know, I got a life and things been kind of personal for me lately. Like it's been a roller coaster too. I think for everybody it's been in, but as far as the community goes, there's like a new amazing artist every day that pops up in the community and on, on Instagram. Yeah. It's, it is yeah. getting very difficult to even keep track to know who's, who's where and, and what and getting tagged and multiple tags and, I welcome them. I'm not, I'm not against them, but you know, I feel like I've, I, you know, it should go without saying I, I have a life outside of Instagram. So I, I do my best to look into the tags and it's always a reward when I have that time to scroll through and see who's tagged me or message. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is an amazing artist. You know, I want to, I want to see more. So I follow them back and it's just, it's just been, it's amazing to see, and 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 Ultrapot was one of those artists. I was like stunned. I was like, this guy does some incredible stuff. And 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 I think his Transformer stuff has just been like, I never almost been tempted to go and buy Transformers more than watching Ultrapot do. Stuff. You <laughs> right? know, that guy, is, that guy is killing it, especially with the uh, extreme sets dioramas he's using. I'm like, oh, you are selling me both on the dioramas and these figures. But yeah, you know, I wanted to I wanted to swing back a bit and. Uh, you mentioned about the different toy lines. I mean, it you know you start off somewhere and you branch off. It seems it seems to me you've got like a, a, a top what I would say three toy lines you like to shoot. Uh, favorite toy lines? Oh man, I I I think you know what? It's so funny how, how what I was thinking of what I was uh, shooting a lot more now is NECA. NECA, I, I'm, I'm not sponsoring them or anything like that, but uh, NECA, NECA's figures are really, really great, and they're fantastically detailed, yeah. and they have a really good price point. For the price point, what you get is really good. Um, I agree. And, but 
if I were to be sincere, the funnest figures for me to shoot, I think they're going to be Mescos, man. I don't know. Something about Mescos. They just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, and it's so funny. I wasn't a fan of them. Um, I, I wasn't. I always, Every time I looked at Mesco, to me, they look like Barbie dolls. Barbie dolls that you can dress up. They just, I don't know. They just looked really funny at the very beginning. I didn't, I was like, why, why is such a hype on these figures, man? You know, on these figures, like, why, why is it so, why are they so popular? And then I, I got a hold of one and I was like, all right, this ain't, this ain't bad. You know, my, my first Mesco was Judge Dredd with the motorcycle. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, as goofy as I thought he, he looked in, in that like light blue, I mean, I'm looking at him right now. Um, he has a light blue kind of like, police uniform thing it looks kind of goofy but then the mm-hmm. badge is on and then the, all the armor and I'm, and ever i know who judge dread is like movie wise yeah. again you know the comic books and and uh you know the right, movies right. so now you're like damn this this is a lot of potential here for some really good photos you know oh um, yeah that, yeah that's yeah so, that, like, that's comic it. book accurate i mean it, it is comic book accurate the way that mesco nailed that that dread and you're not alone i think a lot of people uh, love Mezco for that that uh, almost realism in the figure, like it looks like a little person, like they shrunk it. It's like you yeah. know, and and I, I I agree with you in regards to liking Mezco a lot. Um, I don't have a whole bunch of Mezco Mezco figures. I got like a handful, but the first one I ever got was the Ascending Knight Batman, the PX exclusive, uh, which is the the blue and gray Damn, uh, color one. That was the first one I got and. I was uh, pleasantly shocked by how well it was made. Um, my first one I bought was actually the black and gray, but it, it had a major defect. It was a rip in the costume, so I returned it back to the vendor, and I ended up finding the exclusive one instead, and I was way happier with the exclusive one. And, and that's just my personal preference. I know everyone likes the different variations of Mesco Batman figures that come out, but for the Ascending Knight, something about the blue and gray just screams old-school uh, nostalgia, and it – I loved everything about it, and that was my first Mesco figure, and it's funny you mentioned also the the Barbie look to it. I remember I didn't really know too much about Mesco figures until one day I remember uh, uh, just scrolling and seeing all the different Mesco figure shots, and, I was, and some of them, like the older ones, I wasn't a huge uh, fan of, but the newer ones, they've been really killing it, and when I uh, – my second Mesco figure was the uh, uh, Justice League Tactical Suit Batman, uh, the Batfleck. It Ooh. looks spot on. That was my second one, and that, like, that's one of my all-time favorite figures in general because it looks just like the movie. Like, I didn't have to go and spend a bunch of money on a Hot Toys version. I got that for seventy-nine bucks, and I'm like, I saved me hundreds of bucks, and it looks like what I want, and it's into scale with my collection. This is things amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it the realism that. The attention to detail that the Mesco figures are are known for, even the older ones like Judge Red's got that old body mold. I mean, the attention that this guy it's really it's really great. It's it's fantastic. And one thing that I will say about Mescos that really sold them on me is um at least with me in my personal opinion, I look at them and I'm like, all right, yeah, you know they they look kind of funny, the clothes and all that. When you take photos of them, that's when everything just changes. You're like god damn this looks like a meanie person this looks like a real person like walking down the street like you know i'm looking at two-face and like you know like this guy looks like a like a person that is walking down the street for real like he because you you compare this guy with like a marvel legend 
Yeah, you compare him with the Marvel Legends or something, and like the Marvel Legends got that like that. Uh, well, now the photo, the photo face is good, but they got that like that. Um, uh, the 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 face plastic, it's like shiny. Even Black Series right. kind of has that too. Right. So it it really it's it kind of sticks out a lot in photography. But when you take photos of these mescos, like they're perfectly matted. Like the skin looks like actual real skin. It's, yeah, you get, uh, uh, you get that feel of texture that you don't get on the Marvel Legends uh, figures or, or, or some of the Star Wars figures. Exactly, exactly. And, that, and that's why I feel like, you know, these, I mean, who can afford them? Great. You know, Mescos are expensive. That's something that, that people should know before they get into this line. And once you buy one, you're going to want more. So uh, I would suggest this. Anybody looking into a Mesco should definitely shop in the community because some people are just trying to get rid of their collection to make space for more expensive stuff. And it's a great opportunity to get in on a Mesco secondhand for a decent price. Granted, some people are taking advantage of marking it up because that's the value. I'm 50-50 on that. I understand that you know something's worth, but that's what you believe it's worth. But if you know someone or you can network with someone and get something within your budget or means, by all means, you can't go wrong at least trying and getting your door, your foot in the door with, with Mesco and what they have to offer because it's a great toy line. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, it is a great, you know, it is a great, great toy line to get into. And I, I believe the same way you do as well. You know, there's that, that 50 50 mark, you know, mark line where like I understand the business aspect of it, but then, you know, if you want to hook somebody else up with it, and why not? You know, like just whatever, man. You this figure, it's like that that scene that uh that quote from from Iron Man two. Don't get too attached to things. Learn to let go. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've always I've always got that, that that don't get too attached to things. Learn to let go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I mean, it is what it is. Just help out the community. That's what it's all about. You know. I always love that dude's accent. At work, I'm always saying, you'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this ring. I'll take, I like this ring. I'll take it now. <laughs> I want my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love my boy. You have to take your son to the gulag. <laughs> oh, man. The rushes are going to be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> hey, you know what? So, like... You mentioned Mezco, and you were mentioning about how that's pretty much, you know, your favorite. You really like enjoying that, but you do like the NECA. I, I, I agree with you on that. I have you seen me. I got a bunch of NECA stuff, and yeah, yeah. the struggle is like remembering that you got these things because there's so many of them that you buy and they end up in the box or the bin or the shelf, and you're like, what do I shoot now? You know, and it's easy to get caught up in in figure hypes. So that brings me to ask, do you have anything on pre-order or do you have any plans for new figures? So pre-orders right now, um, uh, the, so look, I branched out and, and I, I'm, I've bought a few Sideshow collectible figures. Um, technically, yeah, the, technically it's not something I really shoot, but I am so intimidated, man. Uh, I have Commander Cody. I pre-ordered Captain Rex, so I don't know when that's going to come out, oh. probably sometime this next year or something like but this where it starts because you buy one and then you want another one and, and uh, <laughs> but yeah <laughs> i'm, I'm side shows is something that i'm like all right you know i'm just gonna get these two and that i'm gonna i'm gonna really hold my nut and just not even you know what i mean not even uh not even go all in on this on this because this is this is it is what it is you know you start it's, it's you start a whole low. other aspect 
Yeah, man, you start Marvel Legends, which is 20 bucks, and then you go, you know, Black Series, and then you go up to SH Figure Watch, which is like around 50, 60 bucks. You go to Mafex, well, actually, Mesco, Mesco's 80, Stone Collectibles around that, and then you go to 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 Mafex, which is like 100, 130, and then what, what goes after that? What size shows, I think. I mean, I don't know, other line, but but pre-orders, uh, no, uh, I'm not really keen on pre-ordering, man. Um, actually... Now that you bring that up, uh, Mythic Legions. I pre-ordered a few of those figures from the new wave that that uh, got pushed back because of COVID-19. So I'm still waiting on those. I've been waiting on those for like a year and a half already. So which new wave is that? It's the Arth Arthar wave. Arthar. It's such a weird, you know, Mythic Legions and their weird language. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm gonna Arthar, be honest about. I'm gonna be honest about that toy line. I mean, for one, they're they're incredible, incredible. In fact, oh, Scott, yeah. Scott, when we were just talking, and he 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 shared some amazing images he's, he he took recently. Um, I was just shocked at what he did and how epic the photos were. But then him describing how amazing these figures are, and he was like, "I hate that I waited so long to take pictures of these things because they're incredible." And I myself was I had planned on buying one of their figures. And then I always get caught up on a Mesco or something else. And I'm just kind of like, I hate that I forget about Four Horsemen Studio stuff. They're 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 just incredible. What I, I, I did put my foot down on, though, and I'm anticipating and, and anxious for at least getting one, one figure out of their new line of the Cosmic Legions. When I saw the photo, that, that teaser with that spacesuit looking guy, I was already sold. I was already sold. It screamed 80s and <laughs> space, and I was like, I'm I'm there. I, if I can just get that figure that they teased, I'd be happy. And I know that's not the only epic figure they will release. But I told myself with the new Cosmic Legion, I love to pay more attention and then jump on that toy line because they're already doing amazing things, what they have been doing. So the fact that they're branching out and going like above and beyond and, and literally in a whole in different worlds, it's got me so hyped to see what that stuff looks like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm already I'm already hearing your, your clock working. Aliens, predators, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm already hearing it. You know, at, at least with me, bro, like when I take when I buy these figures, I'm already thinking like ahead. How can I use this? Where where what kind of figures can I mash with this? You know, like so. It's not really jumping the gun and buying something just because of a hype or just because people – or it's a popular figure or someone told you that's a great figure. But at least with me, I changed a lot of my collecting. Like I don't I don't really want to collect for the heck of it anymore because um, I have a storage unit, bro. I have like three boxes full of just Marvel Legends and Black Series that are just sitting there, bro. They're just sitting there like – I mean there's, there's stuff that I want. There's Stormtroopers, like Membin Troopers and you know like all these – all these hard to get figures, right? But it, but they're just there, man. It's just really sad to to see all that. It's like you know, I think that Scott should bring back that uh that uh forgotten figure Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that because when it comes to collaborations, I freaking love it, man. And then huge shout out to all the people that hit me up to collaborate with them. I mean, me and you, Nick, we've been part of so many collaborations together, you know, like, it, you know, like one, even like just maybe sometimes like we only do just like a one thing kind of thing. Remember the, the Fet Bros? We did that a couple of times with those other guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the Snake, the Snake Eye Saturday squad, you got the Nether Realm, the Nether Realms, uh, 
uh, Mortal Kombat dudes that I'm doing a Mortal Kombat collaboration with. Um, you got the Predator, you got the Yaucho Prime dudes, man. You got to give shout out to those. You know what I mean? Like, so those, the thing with that, man, it motivates me to keep shooting. That way I'm not like, you know, sitting in water, just like, just waiting, idling around. Like, what do I do now? You know? And, and we need to create more, um, Scott Blind was really, really smart about all these things. Like he came up with Snake Eye Saturday and also the Forgotten the Forgotten Figure Sunday, which I'm inclined to actually start doing now. So I way I go into my storage unit and pick up some of those figures that I'm not using anymore. And it's not like they're gonna be old figures. It's more like figures that I really neglected and they're really great figures. Um but but yeah, man, it's um the collaboration to me is key. I feel like it's it's fun. Uh, it's a fun way to just reintroduce yourself to certain members of the community that you were not acquainted with before, and make new friends, uh, and just step up the game in the photography. Because once you're in a challenge, then you kind of it's not a competition, but you wanna you wanna get better. At least with me, every time I take a photo, I I always try to get better at what I'm doing. You know, like I don't want to try to make the same shot again. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, I always oh, try to absolutely. just up the level, you know. I will say this about collaborations. I agree with everything you just said. And my personal belief that I, I have learned over the two years or so that I've been doing this is that I've evolved every month, you know, along the way. I've always find found something within myself to say, okay, I can now stretch farther and do this. The next month, okay, I can stretch farther and try this. There's always something I discover. A big part of that is the collaborations that I have been part of. The collaborations have been, as, I mean, almost essential in my growth. And, and I mean, it's equally essential as the community itself because the it's like a constant cycle of inspiration going around. It's like a perpetual cycle. We all get caught up in these super humble thank yous. No, man, you inspired me. I inspired you. It goes all the way around. It's But it's true. That's what it is. And when we lift each other up, we get to see real full potential in ourselves as artists and as friends in this community, as people. And those collaborations, they really give us the opportunity to see what we're made of. And it's amazing how much more we grow. You can see it in people's galleries after they do that one collaboration, all of a sudden, boom, they discovered a new lighting technique, new uh, force uh, depth or perspective, some new lighting, some new uh, a way they create composition, uh, way they created a diorama because someone made their own diorama. Someone made a kit bash of a custom figure all because of a collaboration. And it's one yeah. thing that 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 resonates strong in this community that everyone's discovering is, you know, we are actually lifting each other up when we do these collaborations now it takes a lot of time you know we have to organize we have to adapt to the schedule we got people internationally from other countries that are hopping on these collaborations that are being humble and supportive we got someone in charge of creating the collage of just one guy is doing the collage getting all the high-res photos together and making the collage we got one guy that's you know, keeping track of the roster, inviting people into the chat for the, the collaboration. I mean, there's there's a lot of moving pieces for these big collaborations. And I'll tell you what, man, I, that Keaton collaborate that I did recently was the biggest collaboration I was ever involved in and was the most extensive. But I have to say up to this point, the most rewarding, because I have to say 
I don't think I had that much fun in a collaboration up until that point. And this is not to take away from any other collaboration I've been part of. I just feel like it was the next stage for me. Because before that, um, I had to personally say, for me, the uh, the Ninja Turtle collab collaboration I was a part of a while back, that was one of the most fun collaborations I've been part of because it helped me stretch and and evolve my dynamic posing with my NECA figure turtles. A lot of people know NECA turtle, NECA figures in general, you're afraid to, to the range of motion is going to snap this limb on something or it's going to crack or break. I've taken those turtles and stretched them to points where um, I had House of N, Matt, like, dude, how did you do that and did not break? I was like, man, I just said, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get this yeah. shot to work. Those collaborations really test the metal and say, dude, what are you made of? But it also helps us lift each other up. And I kind of feel like that should be the essential goal of any community, but especially ours. We got people stepping in that have no idea what they're doing and they're brand new. And we got people that have been doing this for since whatever you want to qualify or classify as the very beginning. And from that range and in the middle, we should all be supporting each other and lifting each other up. And I feel like the collaboration is one of the best ways to do that. And then in, in, in the end, we're helping each other because we're sharing notes. We're part of the, in that in that whole chat. We're saying this is what we use. This is how we do this. This is what we do that. Oh, man, it looks amazing. People would have flip out. Oh, your looks better. Like it's just lifting each other up. So the whole experience of a collaboration is is really top notch and essential, I think, in, in this hobby, and in this community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm you know, I'm, I'm with that 100 percent, you know, and, and coming from a person that you know, was never really at the beginning. It was just like maybe flying solo in a way, whether uh, it was my doing or, or, you know, maybe just cause I wasn't really out there as much. Um, but it still feels good to get recognized. Like when you guys invited me over to the snake eye Saturday squad, I was like, Oh wow. I think that was one of the, I know I made that group before, but it was just more like that group uh, between us, uh, Scott blind. I think it was Matt Jacob and, Zizzer, Mizerxis, Brother Steve. Remember that small group? We're just there just to – we're just shooting the dice. It was not really doing anything. We're just there chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then Snake Eyes Saturday was like that thing. Like, okay, we got to step our game up here. Like, these guys are the heavy Snake Eyes G.I. Joe dudes here. So we really got to – we got to make this work. And, and we're just taking tips and, and bits from each other. You know, we're right. like – we're helping each other out and, and picking themes. Like, hey, guys, we should do Punisher and Snake Eyes Saturday this time. And we go for it, you know? Um, but it's, it's always a fun treat to, to, to do that, man. And, and I've met so many people through that, you know, like people that I would have probably not met, you know, you go as far as you can on toy pop sessions and, and meet people and meet friends. Uh, but then it, I don't know. I feel like the toy pop sessions have kind of, I don't know they've kind of dwindled. If, if that even makes sense, I don't know. Like. I just feel like the reaction in toy pop sessions isn't as big as it used to be. I just feel like it's just it's kind of it's kind of strange. I don't know. Like I you kind of feel like it's it's the unspoken thing that um, as as grateful we all are for that account it is extremely challenging to do the challenge. Right, that's a challenge. Right, a challenge is a challenge. The thing about those sessions is the time frame is a strain on a lot of people and the same time of that is it's a strain to to comment to like and comment every single post in the session that's part of the rules yeah, and yeah that, that 
That's it, almost that's more impossible, bro. I think. Well, it, it take to me, and so this has been my struggle personally lately. You'll hear a lot, a lot of art, especially a lot of the people we look up to in the community will say this: quality over quantity. And that I, I understand that. I, I send it now more than ever, especially long that I've, I've this brief moment, which is like a a blur in the history of toy photography. I've only been doing this two years, so it doesn't really doesn't even count as a whole lot. But just in the two years, I think I've come to understand that a lot because I ran into this. I just hit the ground running. I didn't even research what I was doing. I just started taking pictures. My photography, the extent of my experience in taking pictures of anything was the cartooning community. I was in a car club in the Bay Area. I was big in the Mazda community, but I used to go to a lot of the car shows. And that's what got me into taking pictures in the first place. That's how I got my first camera was from there. So that was the most extent I had of taking photos. And that just fell off way before I got into toy collecting. So I had nothing to really go on in the toy community, except we've all been in that situation where we saw someone post that one thing that one time that looked amazing and say, hey, let me try that. So that was what it was for me. I figured, let me just run with this and see what I can do. And I started applying my digital painting for atmosphere and what I thought was cool lighting. And honestly, it was my son, Andre, that like my my name, it, it says in there, inspired by Andre. My son inspired me with the hard contrast colors. It was me taking a picture of one of my NECA dog aliens. It was the arcade edition. It's got this matte two-tone finish paint job to it. And yeah. my son grabbed my phone that had the orange light on it. He's like, Dad, hold on, watch this. And he held it over the alien while I had the white light underneath the alien. And all of a sudden, I was like, what is this? I didn't (laughs) tell my son that. I just, I paused. Andre goes, Dad, what do you think? I said, Andre, this is amazing. This is genius, man. Thank you. That's a great idea. I said, hold the phone there. So I had him hold it there and I was just taking shots. I was like, this is great. And that was because I was trying to achieve that look by watching Guillermo del Toro films, the way he creates contrast, warm and cools and Blade 2 and Pan's Labyrinth and what he did in Pacific Rim. You can see the hard contrast, warm and tones he creates. And so that was my inspiration in the lighting I was trying to achieve. And my son was the one that showed me how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you, you know, like we it, w- it was just kind of crazy how that turned out. And, you know, I didn't even think that would have happened, but it, it just stumbled in that way because my son just kind of stepped in and and said, you know, you know, let me try this out. Like it was such a great experiment, experimental experience. You know, I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. You know, it, it's sometimes things uh, that the most beautiful things happen by accident. In a way, you know, I mean, you can say that uh, that this this thing with your son, you know, this this uh, beautiful incident with your son um, happened by not by accident or just kind of like slight by choice kind of thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's, you know, like things that you didn't think about that you see other people or like, you know, like your son teaching you in that moment. Like, hey, you need you need to try this other different way of, of, of lighting technique. And I remember that shot now. I, I know you're talking about that shot came out really freaking nice, bro. And Thank you. And that whole atmosphere was digitally painted in. <laughs> really, yeah. So, I mean, dude, and, and like I said, I would have never imagined that you were doing that, that you were digitally, you know, painting in all these images and, you know, all these like background, you know, like stuff that makes the photo stand out more. I Like I said before, I thought you were actually doing atmosphere aerosol, you know? So, so it's, 
and that's the thing. Like I had, I learned that along the way. And yeah. I do feel like the toy photo sessions are trying to do this for the community. But what makes, what, what, what adds to this pressure and does take the enjoyment and fun out of it is let me try and like and comment as many photos as I can in an hour. That is difficult to do if you have a life. I'm just going to be oh, flat on. Yeah, yeah. We have to accept this, that this is part of the challenge, right? So we should be time managing, you know, and prioritizing. So we all do get caught up and say, well, I can do the challenge even though I'm cooking dinner, doing laundry with my kid, with my wife. We're doing my job. I'm working the late shift. I'm working the night shift or I'm doing swing shift. We're all trying to scramble something around because we want to really devote time into this hobby that we enjoy. So when you do a session, you actually don't think about that. And you're like, man, I want to enjoy posting this, appreciating it, and then gradually liking and sharing and posting and commenting other people's stuff. You don't think about that, how fast an hour goes when all you're doing is hitting the like button and commenting. And then it, yeah. it just kind of takes the thunder out of the experience. But, you know, the real experience to me is just enjoying it, the what you're doing, the hobby itself. And that's what becomes very challenging with these sessions. You know, I appreciate everyone who creates a session. And KJ created uh his own and that was oh, one yeah, of the things yeah. he addressed he kind of addressed that like he was like man forget that the there's an hour time frame or forget that it's an old shot if you want to share the reuse this tag multiple times go for it and it was it was comical but i loved it because it was it was uh, someone stepping out in the community and basically saying how we all felt like i think it's hard to meet this demand for something we're supposed to enjoy and have fun. So the sessions have become a way for people to kind of get around it and just get that reach, get that notoriety, get that attention, get those followers and get those likes, which we all are, are gotten into this at one point and say, we're doing it for the likes. We're trying to grow our account. Now, I mean, how else are you supposed to do that? Right. You got to gain interest. Well, these hashtags help with these sessions, but it does start to take, fun out of it and you ask yourself man did did i really take time to take this picture because i enjoyed it or did i hurry up and post it to meet a deadline for a session and and what just for the likes that takes it really yeah. takes fun out of the experience and i think it's it's one of those things that becomes negative which brings me to want to ask you what do you do to stay positive or or just to stay healthy while you're living life right now and enjoying this hobby like what do you do for yourself to stay positive and healthy or either or Oh man, well, you know, people that like you, you already know this, but like people that don't know much about me, I, you know, I'm a father. I have uh, two beautiful baby girls that I take care of when I'm not working. I do live in California, which it's it's kind of hard to live here. You moved out of here because of that reason, and I'm kind of inquiring to do the same because I just don't really like how it's going on right now. Um, so I have two jobs, and whenever I do get a chance, um. I take care of my family, uh, and then I take my photos. And just you really have a, to have a tough skin to to manage all of this. You know, finding time for everything. There's times, man, where I just want to just not even do anything because that's how stressful or just life is, or you know, just tired. You know, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. I understand. Uh, like today, like today, I uh, I you know I so I don't know. You knew this, but I'm trying to start up my own little automotive detailing company. So when I get customers, 
they call me and I, and I have to go. You know what I mean? Like, so I know we had this thing going on for today. And then I had a customer that was that was calling me, hey, can you come this Saturday? And I'm like, oh, yes. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to rush, uh, trying to rush up on out of there so I come over here and and uh, and and do this thing with you and, and everything. But you know, it's just it's you just running, you, and you have to be happy, man. You have to stay positive because your your kids see this, your wife sees yeah. this, you know, your your family sees this, and they're the big they're the, my biggest motivations to keep going, keep going forward. Hopefully things turn out right. fine for us. Uh, next near future and and uh and yeah man hopefully we we can get ourselves a nice place somewhere and uh hopefully some of our problems can can go away man so yeah i mean and, and i think i can uh, i think we can all agree that our, our family does provide that that positive motivation to help us stay healthy both mentally and physically and we all are trying to find that that thing right whatever it is that helps us find that happy place and and, and or how we may stay healthy. I mean, bro, I don't think you have an issue staying healthy considering you're working two jobs and have two kids. So you yeah. have burning plenty of calories and and do what you can. And I know DM Amazing says drink plenty of water. I know you're drinking plenty of water. So <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, drink your water later. <laughs> drink your water, right? I love how he he uses that. It's so true. Like I I just did a, a 21 day fast and. It was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. I, I didn't think it was be that big of a deal, but it wasn't just because of my faith, but I, I want to live old enough to see my son graduate high school Yeah. and yeah. being more, being morbidly obese. Um, I was at 287 pounds before the fast and, um, it, it sucked because I was dealing with constant back pain issues and I can feel the wear in my joints and because I have a demanding job. I have a warehouse job now and it started as a hybrid warehouse slash driver job. I did that for about 11 years straight, started in San Antonio, then moved to the Bay Area and it's the same company and I was out there and it was uh, I was a warehouse guy that did lots of day entry, but then, you know, I had to do pickup and deliveries almost every day. And sometimes it was anywhere between six to uh, 12 stops a day all over the bay. And sometimes it, it was just crazy. And I had to get right back to my job in the warehouse. As I got back with my deliveries, I had to start cracking boxes open or getting box, stuff boxed up for FedEx, UPS. So it was it was very demanding to do all that stuff. And then I got here to Cali and uh, I became mainly a warehouse guy. But I fill in to do deliveries only when, I, when the guy's out of, of, of the office for you know, personal things or medical leave or whatever he called in sick or something. So I'm mainly warehouse guy now, but I do even more warehouse duties now than before because it's my primary duty. So I found myself just dealing with a lot of issues and my body was just letting me know, dude, we, you got to live healthier. You're making poor choices. So I did 21 day fast, mainly for my faith to, to, to just really strengthen my faith where I'm at and to really provide for my family and just love people. You know, I, I mean, there's so much hate in this world and so much division and this cancel culture stuff is really stupid and getting disgusting and, and, and it's just nonsense. And it's something I was really thinking about before I started the fast. I say, you know what, if I can just be that light and just help people be positive, there's just so much more. We should be lifting each other up, not breaking each other down, you know? And I figured, well, I need to, I have to build myself up too. I got to fix myself. So I did this 21 day fast and and uh, uh, I went from 287 pounds and now I'm down to uh, two, uh, 267. 
and it, I, you know, magically lost 20 pounds and just dedicated myself to just eating right. And it was hard, but I took all meat and cheese and sugar and coffee and anything mind altering. I literally just removed from my life for 21 days straight. And it was, it was, um, it was almost like a beautiful disaster. You know, like I, I had moments where I was so frustrated and trying to wean off so many things and these dependencies, but at the same time, I was seeing clearer because I wasn't dependent on these things. I had more energy I do now, and I just feel so much better about myself. So I'm trying to continue as much of what I learned from the fast, especially diet-wise for me. And and I just want it to eventually translate to the hobby as well. And whatever I can do to stay positive, that's that's kind of my little piece of the pie that I'm doing for, for my family, for my life, and even for the community. And and even as podcasts, I'm, I'm new to this. and I welcome any feedback on it. And it's just an opportunity to just just keep sharing the community, just kind of paying it forward so everyone can to know that we're real people. You know, there's people behind the lens. And, you know, it's like we say with Toy Photocast, we are storytellers and you can tell by our artwork what we're what we're doing and how we're, you know, making these captions and just who we are. And it's it's a great opportunity to do this and then speaking with you on this stuff and and and, and it all comes down to trying to find that positivity right and i think what we're doing here and you talking about it and 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 kind of just touching on that point of what family means to us you know we can all be one big family and make this work yeah dude first of all i want to congratulate you on that step man because yeah thank you thank you you know it's it's tough man it's so easy to gain weight but it's freaking tough to lose it tough man like I, i'm 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 160 pounds i've been at i've been around that since since high school but you know with like my wife she's always been conscious about it so she's always like you know like oh my god i worked out for like five months and i feel like i haven't lost anything you know what i mean so but it's like that's how she feels work out but you fasted you went to that you went that route because i told her you have to do something like that. her fasting really helps but it, yeah. it it's also very deliberate debilitating there you go it's very debilitating you know because then you start like you have to be mentally strong, physically capable to do it because you still have to work. You still have to do things, you know, but yeah. I want to I want to applaud that, man, that effort, that effort you put in, man. Don't lose it because just because the fasting is over doesn't mean that you should stop. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not telling you to stop to keep fasting. I'm not saying <laughs> that. But, you know, that, but now, you know, start choosing what to eat, start being healthier. Something that that really that I really took a, a, a not for granted, but I, I'm really thinking about it now when. When me and my wife got uh, COVID nineteen, yeah. it really, it really kind of hit me. It kind of, it hit me in a way where I'm like, man, like I really, I really, I really should start eating healthier. You know, like, I mean, I eat healthy, but you know, then I am also working out a like a lot, like working outside. You know, and and so I can't take food with me all the time, so I'm eating junk food. I'm stopping by McDonald's or whatever, mm-hmm. and you start feeling your body telling you like a little hints, like, Hey, maybe you should stop eating this for a while. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you have to listen to your body sometimes. And, uh, and yeah, I've, I've been eating a lot better now, eating a lot more things that I wasn't really eating as much anymore, like veggies and stuff. Me and veggies were enemies, but now I'm just swallowing it. <laughs> now I'm just swallowing it just for the heck of it. Um, but yeah, yeah man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep healthy. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with that being said and, and being on this, this positive move forward, 
um, what does the future hold for you, man? And, and what are your plans, especially with this hobby or outside the hobby? I mean, what, what are some goals you have set for yourself? Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I've, 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 uh, hold on. sorry. Um, I've asked myself the same question. What is, what is next for me? What is next for Scruffy? When am I going to stop taking photos? Um, I've, in, I'm enjoying the hobby so much. I don't really see myself stopping anytime soon. Uh, maybe we'll take breaks here and there because like we we're discussing about the toy pop sessions and the demand to take photos and post them at a certain time. And, you know, it, it, it does get to you and, you know, it does get to you and it stresses you out a bit. So sometimes you just gotta just, you know, just leave Instagram completely for a little bit. I'm assuming that's why you kind of haven't been posted in a while too, I assume. Right. Um, yeah. Hit that on the head, 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 head. You hit the, the nail on the head with that one. It's it's uh I guess it's quite my my word just slurring. Um, it's um I mean just to be as transparent as I can be, I I think I got a little um, burnt out unintentionally. Um, that Keaton collab took a lot out of me, and I didn't even expect it to. But I had took a two-week break prior to that collaboration. And prior to that, I also had COVID. And so that kind of threw me off my game. And then I got back into it. I remember I was gone for like two weeks off that. And then I came back. I took a break again and I came back. But it, it, I guess the breaks had taught me that I think I was grinding too hard. I mean, if anyone sees my account and how many posts I have, they'll know, like, I've been doing this. I, I mean, it was times I was posting two, three times a day, you know, and I was just grinding hard and teaching myself everything. And it's something that it wasn't like I took pride in. I just loved diving in and learning it all on my own. I know there's tutorials. I know there's thousands of artists that have these BTSs, but it's the artists and me from the day one thing. I love just teaching myself my craft and learning from it. And that's all I've been doing is just teaching myself how to do it and then being inspired by the images I see in the community. And a lot of that had left with the when I got sick and then taking breaks. So when I did the last Keen collab, it didn't break me, but it was it took a lot out of me. I, I did, you know, had to, I had to spend a lot of time um, dedicated to um, getting everyone's photos together, creating the collage and then communication. I mean, I was doing it while I was at work. Um, doing stuff at home I was getting that stuff together and it, it was fun though like I was motivated about it and that shot took four hours straight to dial wow. in I never so my average shot takes anywhere from five minutes to 15 minutes and that's it and I edit it and I had to do that because of my lifestyle but because I was already taking breaks and I was slowly pulling away from the Saturday uh, snake eye shots from sessions I said if I've been taking any shots, I can dedicate a lot of time to one quality yeah. over quality. I was telling myself. So I spent four hours to nail in that Keaton shot and I was thoroughly happy with it. I said, I don't think I've ever done anything like this. And and all said and done, I told myself, this is the last shot I ever do. I'm, I'm happy. I'll go out <laughs> with a bank like this, you know, and that's what I did. And, and I walked away and I'm like, it's been it's been amazing because I'm now creating all these ideas of new shots I want to do. I'm getting the opportunity to do this podcast interview with you. I'm spending more time with my family. So much fruit 
has been grown from the seeds planted of the process. And that's what spiritually I live, planting seeds, planting seeds of love and appreciation in people when that fruit grows and it pays forward to other people. Well, that's transitioned now into my art as well. So I'm sitting back, taking time. I'm, I'm recuperating from life. I'm enjoying the healthy lifestyle. I'm also enjoying this talk with you and and the future episodes that I'm gonna get to host and and have more opportunities to grow. So I just I'm now gonna be coming back from a different um, aspect and perspective to where it's not just enjoying it, but I want to really start providing something to the community so we all can uh, benefit from. I want us all to win. I want us all to grow. I want us all to enjoy this. Yeah. No. And and that shot. <laughs> It, it took you four hours, man. I honestly, it it's one it's one of my favorite shots you've ever taken. That shot is freaking sick, dude. I love the color that you chose. It's like the it's like a reddish orangey color, right? Like the the haze. That it's freaking crazy, man. Thank you. And it it it's it just you know like it, it's it's just goes without saying. You're one of my favorite toy photographers. So whenever I log in. I just kind of like, you know, I'm always looking. If I don't see anything new, you know, on my feed, I'm like, oh, let me go, let me go check what these foods have been up to. Like, I just recently checked on Scott Blind, and he hasn't posted in about a week or two weeks, so I don't know what's going on with him. Hope he's all right. Um, and then I check you out, and it's the same thing. I'm like, hey, maybe, you know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, well, we're in constant communication, so I know he's cool, you know. So, but I was like, then you think like maybe the burnout too, because you this 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 hobby does does burn you out, man. It does, you know. Yeah, and and it but like you know, it you're you're essential. You're essential to this hobby because, again, you know that's why you're the first one I, that in my opportunity here to to host to be a guest host. Like, I remember what you did for me from day one. I remember your colors. I'll forever remember your inspiration for me and 80s tech noir uh, neon lighting. And I it's helped me adapt and grow and. Uh, we always have that artist that 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 we look up to or that's been essential in our growth and and uh you and scott have done so much for me since day one it's insane it's insane but yeah scott's like my brother from another mother man that guy's uh done a lot for me and you've done a lot for me in my growth and it's it's just been such a great opportunity to hear you touch on some of that stuff and you know, I'd love to talk more to you, man, and, and maybe there'll be some time down the road we can go dive more deeper into uh, what makes you you and your style, you know. And um, I I feel like we've we've talked through about so many different things, and and there's so much stuff we 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 touched on, but I know there's there's always opportunity to talk about more, and I I really do think that um, this is one of those things that I'm always gonna hold and dear to my heart this opportunity to talk to you because i'm connecting not just a picture of you and your voice but a person and i hope one day we get to meet when this stupid covid nonsense is over and we can just you know go meet up and have a barbecue and bring our toys and cameras out and just do what we like to do and dude that'll be amazing that'll be so incredible uh I, you know this this was just talks. I remember we used to talk about this on, on the group chat, renting a cabin somewhere in the middle. Remember we were talking about renting a cabin somewhere in the middle of the, of the country, yeah, you know, yeah. so we can all just meet in the middle. And, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, we were, it seemed like everybody was kind of down for it. You know, like, all right, this sounded like a, it started, started like a joke, but then we're like, hey, you know what? This sounds like a really good idea. Just bring Yo, your favorite figure, bring your camera, and let's do this, you know? I, I'm already in the middle. I'm Colorado, so y'all can definitely <laughs> yeah, come yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just, you're going to be know, 
You're gonna be an R and B. You're gonna be an R and B. So, um, but dude, yeah, the yeah yeah it'd be nice man um i was really looking forward to to going to star wars celebration with my wife and i was already like hitting up people that have gone that go there to that like so i was like hey hope hope we meet there man like i I remember there there was a big i think uh my nerdy obsession if i'm not mistaken no it was austin visual force he was the one that posted a picture of like all these photographers roadie was there um oh yes Tim. i remember that yeah yeah remember that so i saw i was like dude it'd be so cool to go to anaheim and meet these people because well brody's from vegas i think but it would be cool to meet all these people there you know like i mean just take my mate take one of my stormtrooper helmets and have people like sign it you know and keep it somewhere it'd be pretty cool to, like i said it'll be just meeting people in that regard would be nice but also we're friends we're not just like fans of each other you know so it would be really cool to like have a weekend for all of us to just hang out, have a few beers, you know, go out in the wilderness somewhere, take some photos or whatever, just bring our props, bring our dioramas and just, you know what I mean? Like it would, it, that would be such an amazing, you know, and, and great, um, great idea, great thing to do for all of us. But hopefully, I don't know, man, this COVID-19 thing, I think it's, it's going to be here for a minute, bro. It's kind of sucks, but I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully. I'm hopeful. For the I'm, best, hopeful. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah, well, and, and one of the goals that I, I, I you know, I haven't had a chance to talk to Dakota about this, but in my fasting and and talk, and thinking about, you know, what we have as a community, like, I think a great thing, if the opportunity presented itself, is just the Toy Photocast just hosting an event, a live uh, podcast, but out somewhere with everyone taking photos of their toys and just briefly talking to each artist and just being involved there and, and having that opportunity to be outside somewhere, enjoying everyone's unique process to it all. And uh, just a live podcast outside doing what we love. And I would love the toy photocast to host something like that one day. And once all this stuff's over and done with, it'd be a great celebration. It's just good food, good talks and good memories. That'd be dope, man. Fly me in. I'll go to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, I just want to thank you for this, man. I want to thank you for this opportunity. And, and I wanted to ask you if you, you know, if you had any shout outs or anything you'd like to say to existing or new <laughs> artists that are just coming into the community. I mean, anything you'd like to share, any words of wisdom, please go ahead. All right. Uh, so, uh, I really have nothing to say. Bye. <laughs> just fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, guys. Uh, just, uh, you know, be, be kind to each other. As that's all I'm going to say. We live in, in a very difficult time in our lives. I've never never experienced the type of uh, of living that we're living in now, which is funny. You know, people getting canceled and, and, and you know, and it's bleeding into a toy community. Um, I get the fact that you have freedom of speech and to say what you want. That's fine. I, I get that. I, I totally respect it. I'm an American. I respect the Constitution, uh, but at the same time, guys, we, we need to we need to show compassion for each other. You know, don't prosecute people for whatever their opinions are or what they believe in, uh, because then it just becomes a witch hunt. And and it's a it's a this toy community is an escape from reality, from things that are happening in our worlds that we're trying just to evade. You know, I'm trying to come to the toy community to see some to see some photos, to see some badass photography from the 
from the photographers out here, you know, from my friends, from people that I admire and that I wish, you know, wish nothing but the best on. And then it's just really sad to see that all, all these other things are happening. And, and my, my word is this, guys, just be more inclusive, be more respectful to each other, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all here because of one thing, photography. We're toy photographers. We're all pulling the same team. So it, it you know, it's it's something that we all got to learn. And just to kind of like just leave the, side, the stuff to the side, be more inclusive, um, short, uh, share love and share um, share friendships with people, especially with the young people coming up. We had this discussion earlier, me and Nick, about the, the underdogs, you know, and I, I, I really want to thank uh, Nick for inviting me over uh, to my first ever podcast it's a tremendous experience tremendous honor to be uh you know to be featured here uh you know to be noticed you know and all the, all the acolytes and, and all the things that people's you know people shared about me and nick all the things that you've said about me man i really appreciate you you know you've been an inspiration as much as i've been an inspiration to you um to everyone guys you know, reach out to people don't be afraid you know talk to people um don't 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 feel left out if you guys are young and and starting this thing up you know there's friends here there's friendly people here that you can meet don't feel like everyone it's like oh all these big accounts are are you know are you know they're not really into like the little ones or whatever um but yeah you know uh stay easy have fun very important to have fun in toy photography do what you feel is is happiness for you what you feel is something that you consider like this is my strong suit. This is what I love to do. Um, don't be afraid to try different things if you feel like you want to branch out because there's always a learning experience from all that. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Hope you guys are are having a blast with this uh, uh, episode and uh, yeah, hope to hope to be here soon again. <laughs> thank you, man. That all that was amazing and and thank you again for your time. Thank you for just giving that that little piece of who you are and what it is and, and, and the art that you present to this community. People want to get a hold of you, man, or get in contact. Where can they reach you? Uh, you guys can reach me at 510. <laughs> 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 just playing. <laughs> no, no. You guys can reach, reach me at uh, Scruffy Looking Photos. That's at Scruffy Looking Photos. I'm not going to spell it because it's hella long and I'm not really good at spelling. I barely graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But yeah, reach out to me, guys, you know, DM me, you know, hit me up. You know what I mean? I'm very friendly, very outgoing, just like Nick is, just like all these other guys that we've mentioned. You know, uh, there's a really great, uh, really great toy community of friends and people that you can meet that are really down to earth and shit. So um, I consider myself one of those guys. Um, Sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back, you know what I mean? Just so that way, uh, um, you know, you know, so that way people can can reach out to you in a friendlier way, you know. Uh, Anyways, guys, that's me. Scruffy looking photos, Luis Chavez. You know where to find me. Where, man? You can find me at at inspired on at inspired by Andre. Again, that's at inspired by Andre. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, look forward to more in the future. Later, guys. Show peace. <laughs>